today's episode is going to be a little different. My, my guest today is actually one of my first coaching clients, and we worked together with him a while back and helped him discover the reality of him being a talented singer-songwriter that even is signed to an indie record label out in Nashville. And today, David has agreed to do a live coaching session for you listening at home. And the beauty of this is you will get to be a fly on the wall to see firsthand what it's like to work with me one-on-one. Even more exciting is we don't know where this is going. Like we just hopped on this call like two minutes ago and I just really wanted to see where we could go and just show up powerfully, play full out and see what happens. And without all that said, David, what will make today's conversation extraordinary? Oh man, just to, to kind of get some, some more guidance on where I'm at and where I can go um, to continue the process of making music and sharing my music with, with people. That's what I do this for. I love that. I love that for, for those listening at home, kind of let them know kind of the background from being me and you and how we've worked before. Absolutely. So, so me and coach red, we've worked together um, a few times earlier this year. And whenever I, I came to him then, I was, I was struggling to, to really see myself as uh, an artist, even though I'd already had a, an indie deal signed and uh, Coach Red helped me see that, that you know, I'm an artist. That, that's who I am. That's what I do. And helped me really kind of bridge the gap in my own mind between where I was lacking in seeing myself and accepting that identity and, and, and starting to roll with it. And since then... I've uh, made a really good relationship with a local venue. I've been playing there once a month and um, we'll be playing there once a month, at least through next year. So um, it's been really, really great uh, what's taken place in my life and my music career since, since working with, with Coach Red for the first time. Man, I love that. I love that. I'm so glad to hear that you've got these connections and you're really going after <clears throat> what you really want to go after. So with that, where are you right now? Man, right now I am uh, in the process of getting ready to record an album. Um, my first EP, I'm getting my songs finalized for that and um, trying to just make relationships with more venues, reach more fans so that whenever it gets time to launch, we can have a successful launch for, for the album and, and hopefully uh, impact some, some, some lives for the better with, with the music that I put out. What would you say is the, the, big, the big goal for you right now? Right now, it's to, to, to get my mind back out of the, the editing phase of my music since, since I'm at a point where I think, think my songs are done for the album and, and start writing new again. Um, I didn't realize the, the, the shift in, in brain power that you have to take to go from editing to go back to writing. And, and um, that's kind of my big struggle right now is, is getting, getting that fresh creative juices flowing again as opposed to just really looking at what I've done with a critical eye. Man, that's so good. And I, I've talked about it plenty of times. I think I've made a couple of TikToks and videos about that. It's so tough to be in the creative process, writing something new while self-editing. I know myself when I'm writing, I have a tendency to almost like edit out things 
before they even get a chance to have a light of day. And man, that that's so tough. But yeah, one one exercise I like to do is it's almost like word vomit and it's almost just like stream of consciousness. And when I get an idea to to sit down and write kind of like the loose concept of a song, instead of getting really focused on the lyrics to line up perfectly with the melody, I like to just write. Just get all of the the stream of flow of that concept out and from there I can go back and read it and I'm like okay these few things sound amazing let's run with those and that's kind of one quick tip even for you even for those listening for home that has helped me but but tell me a little bit more of like what's been your creative process lately as you've started to get into writing new songs sure absolutely so so for for my first kind of EP it was just really trying to get my sound kind of figured out and get it get it down with a few songs that really kind of exemplify that but at this point where I'm kind of wanting to go with my writing is what's the message that I want to get out what's what's the unique story that I can see in the world and tell to my to my listeners that um hasn't been done before and so kind of what I've been doing right now is just really kind of thinking about my life, my experiences, what makes it different, what makes it unique, what gives it a um, viewpoint on life that, that maybe others haven't haven't thought of yet. Um, I want to really, really push my listeners to expand the way that they think about um, certain things. Uh, I like to, I like to bring a lot of the dichotomy of living in the South, but not being someone who participates in a lot of the activities in the South. I don't, I don't hunt. I do fish, but I don't drive a truck. I'm not your typical country music singer, even though I, I sing country music. So my songs, the, the, the message of the songs it isn't mainstream at all. Um, it's very much dealing with this dichotomy of, of what it's like being a man in the South who isn't your stereotypical man in the South, for lack of a better way to say it. Man, I, I already love this being another man from the South. I mean, <laughs> I don't fish, I don't hunt. I've all, I mean, I grew up playing sports, but I played so much sports growing up. I got burnt out from it. So it's like, I'm not even super interested in the sports. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll cheer for a sports team, but I'm not like, life and death on a game if someone loses so I definitely man I can relate to that so already I can tell that like man that's so cool I, I think that's such a unique approach that you're going to bring to country music and I think that's really I think you're really onto something and definitely continue to to lean into that because that's super interesting thought process man man that's so cool but I want to I want to ask you a few questions just to kind of yeah. like further further examine that. So recently I've been thinking about how, how can we live an exponential life? And the, to me, it's came through this idea of making life an acronym. Uh, and so, so life each stands for different things. And with that, the first would be L and that L would stand for legacy. So I would like to ask you, what is the legacy you want to leave in the world? Oh man, I just want to be somebody that, that, through my music, through my other endeavors, just help someone 
who feels like they're not understood feel understood. If I can do that and help help someone who's who's battling with their identity or maybe just it, it, is what I'm feeling normal? Is what I'm feeling right? Can 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 I live here and, and build here whenever I don't feel like I fit in here? If I can help somebody kind of see that they can and and, and help them move past that, either through my my writing or whatever, um, man, that would be great. Uh, or if I can just get somebody who who loves my music so much that they pick up a guitar and they start wanting to learn how to play guitar. Get them, get them interested in in making this crazy thing that we call music. Um, I think that would be a legacy that I would love to have. Man, I love that. With that, so this podcast is for mostly creative people, those that either are creative, want to be creative, and something like that. So what would you say, and it's big on identity. I mean, I'm huge even with my whole coaching practice is helping people discover their creative identity. So with that said, and with your, your passion to help people and leave that legacy, what would you say to someone out there that might be struggling to feel like they don't fit in, but wants to get started? And absolutely. So just kind of taken from, from my own experiences. Um, whenever I first picked up a guitar, I was later on in life. I was um, either 19 or 20. I, I was an undergrad. And whenever I picked it up, I kind of started running with it until I got to a point where it became hard to progress. And so I put it down. And whenever I put it down, it was almost like a part of me left and I put it down for a few years. And so whenever I picked it back up, it was like that re spark. So I think for people who were struggling with their identity as an artist, the thing to kind of really lean into is whenever you pick up an instrument or, or start singing or pick up a pen to write, if that's something that you enjoy, lean into it. Um, don't worry about whether or not it's going to be good, whether someone's going to like it or not, because my first few songs, they're, they're, they're crap. Um, I will never play them for anyone. But as I continued to go and progress, I started to, to develop my own sound with, with how I played the guitar, my own sound with how I sang, my own um, kind of style of writing whenever I would pull out pull out lyrics and write those. And it's, it's amazing how whenever you just let yourself lean into that part of who you are, that the more you stay there, the more confident you become. And so the, 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 the only way to really, in my mind, get over any identity crisis of yourself as an artist is just let yourself be an artist. Um, art isn't like math. It's not like science. There's, there's, there's no right and wrong answers. Um, this is all just, you know, can you, can you make someone feel something? What, 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 whatever emotion it is, can you make them happy? Can you make them want to have fun? Can you make them feel sad? Can you make them relate? Can you get them to, to think of something else in a unique way? If you can do any of those things, then man, your art matters. It means something and it needs to be shared, even if it's just with one person. And so I think that that is also something that I've kind of taken with me is that some songs are just for me 
Some songs are, an, are for an audience of one and those are for me. And other songs are for me to share with other people. Um, and, and it's okay to write songs just for you. It's okay to write songs that you want to share with everybody. Um, that's a part of being, being an artist and really growing in, in that comfort level of, of your identity. There's so many, man, so many gems you just dropped there. For you listening and watching, you need to run it back, listen again, take notes. Man, that, that was so good. I'm going I'm to I'm let that breathe for a little bit. Yeah. And, and one thing I could kind of piggyback off of that is you really said it, like lean into the fact that you are an artist. And that's what I, I hope that I helped you discover when we got on call. Was it's it's really as simple as like you're already creative, so just start creating. Like a lot of times when we get into that imposter syndrome, we get into those perfectionism of it having to be perfect, then we get into that trap of not even starting. And it's once you start, like you said, you you might not have shown your your work early, but you started. And I would take it a step further. There's a, a book, I think I even mentioned it to you back in the day called Real Artists Don't Starve. And one of his perfect um, lines that he had in the book is he talks about practicing in public and no better platforms do we have now with this technology than to practice in public. So another practical tip out there for you listening is hop on a TikTok live, a Facebook live, an Instagram live and do your, your art, whether it's yeah. music or painting or speaking, like get in front of an audience because when you get in front of an audience, then it draws out even more creativity. Man, I love that. So, so con continuing to this exponential life thought. So L is legacy. And then mm -hmm. I would be impact. So how can you have a bigger impact on this planet? Well, well in my mind, the, the only way that you can have a bigger impact is to reach more people. Um, to, me, to me, that's what what impact kind of speaks to at least, at least in my mind. Um, and so kind of piggybacking off of what you just said, where, where, you know, get on TikTok lives, get on Facebook lives. Um, for myself, I didn't get confident in my music until a few of my friends were like, we've recorded these songs of you. If you don't make a YouTube and put them on, we're going to do them for you. So I was kind of back against the wall. I had to to share my music, and um, that 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 really is what was the catalyst for me to to start realizing, hey, this is what I want to do. Um, and so, whenever you share your music, and and you start reaching others, and they start connecting with what you're saying, and they 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 care about you. And you start building those those fans, that's where your impact is. Um, and whenever you get those people who who love what you do and will support you, that just makes you want to do more to impact their lives with your music, so that they get yeah. something out of the relationship that they're giving you too. So, um, to me, impact is building those relationships with your fans and giving them quality work that that they can hold on to and be like look we were with this guy from the beginning we know whenever he first put out this song it gives them something to be a part of the journey all right so we got legacy impact 
And the F of life is freedom. So what does creative freedom look like for you? So there's, to me, there's kind of two aspects to that. There's the, the freedom to be able to, to write whatever and however you want. And giving yourself the freedom to do that. I am typically a, I consider myself a country music singer-songwriter. The past few weeks, I found myself pulling out my old 90s grunge music and listening to it. Yeah. And I've just been playing that on guitar because that's kind of where I'm at. And I've been making, um, even though word, lyrics haven't been coming, I've been just making some cool kind of progressive country chord progressions off of that. That's a little bit more rock slash country that I'm going to use in the future for, for some songs. So I think, you know, not, not boxing yourself into any one genre and feel like, okay, if I'm playing country, I've got to sound like what's on the radio. If I'm playing um, worship music, I've got to sound like what's the, the big, um, the big acts in that realm um, today. Be you and draw from all of those people who have impacted you in your own musical journey and let that kind of lead your style and your style can, can, can morph over time. You don't have to sound the same on every song you put out, every album. I mean, to me, you shouldn't. Um, so that's the, the kind of the aspect of, of artist freedom and giving yourself that freedom. But the other side of it is, um, in order to do this and do this at a level that, that, you know, I think a lot of us want to do who are creatives, you got to find the way to have financial freedom to do that. And so I think you've got to um, figure out a way to monetize your music. And you can do that through, you know, making it on TikTok, just posting until you go viral. Um, but the way that I've found has been the most lucrative is, and is building my fan base is get out there and gig. So many, so many acts I think today are scared of gigging for whatever reason. Um, but gigging's fun, man. I never had more fun in my life until I gigged for the first time. And that was like um, better than any drug I can imagine. That was, that was a, a natural high that I've never gotten before. Um, I'll never forget whenever I was playing and I was uh, doing a cover of He Stopped Loving Her Today. And I couldn't hear myself through the speakers. Everyone else was singing yeah. it so much. Come and even on. though I didn't write that song, man, that was just a moment that I'll never forget. And that, that made me realize that this is what I'm going to do with my life. And I'm going to figure out a way to where I'm not stuck at a job that I can't do that. Come on. That's awesome. Yeah. And I love how, how you even brought up that the fact that it takes the financial freedom to get there. And I, I think I, I, I mentioned you to the, this to you before, but I, I definitely want to bring the point home for those listening. It's so when you're, especially in the beginning of your career, obviously the money from doing what you want to do is not going to be there right away. And, and it's this theory they call the sex versus cash theory. And I, I think I sent you a voice memo even about it, but it's this idea that sometimes in life, we need to make the cash because we've got to pay the tuition for the kids or, you know, whatever it may be. We've got to keep the light bills on. So you know that sometimes you will have to lean into doing cash things, which aren't always the best 
most fun thing. It's not the sexy thing. It's not the project that we want to do, but we know that there's kind of a, a balance of both and like an ebb and flow that some seasons, just because whatever it may be, the sexy projects are things we have to do over here. And then the cash projects are the things we have to do over here. But knowing the separation of both really helps us because then we know, cause I know for a lot of like artists out there, especially the younger artists, they may be having to take a job waiting tables and man, that's not very fun, but that's a perfect place to network. That's a perfect place. Like you've got to find when you can bring in the sexy project into your cash project, but knowing that the cash projects aren't forever and the sexy right. projects that you're wanting, that really is going to be your future if you know the, the the difference of the two. But yeah, and I love that. And then gigging. Like if you're not making music in front of an audience, again, that goes back to what we said earlier about practicing in pub- public, public, is that you've got to get out there. And the more that you get out there and feel the, the reality, feel the room, it's like you said, there's nothing that brings me more joy than when I'm sitting there. And back when I was rapping, the same thing. When you're like moving a crowd with the music that you're leading them in, whether it's something you wrote personally or something that you're, you're covering, there's, there's nothing like it, but man, that's, that's so good. So, so we've, we're going through, it's still going through our, our life. So we've got legacy impact freedom and then the E in life is energy. So what energizes, fascinates, and motivates you, David? Oh, man. Um, I, I hate to, to repeat what I just said, but that energy from, from the gig, man, that was that to me was the single biggest turning point in my life as an artist and in where I'm going with my music. Um I said that night to my friends afterwards. I said, if if I only scrape by and pay the bills, but I get to do this the rest of my life, man, I'll be the richest person on, on earth. Um, to me, the, the energy comes from being in front of others, moving them with your music, and then also being able to stay true to to you and the message that you want to bring, whether that's through the songs that you cover that night, whether it's through the songs that you write, whether it's through um, your interactions with the crowd. There may be some times where you're in the middle of playing and a song just out of the blue moves you and you get choked up. Man, get choked up because the crowd's going to feel that. And whenever the crowd's feeling something, there's going to be energy. And that energy is going to, to just be palpable. Um, and also, just on a day-to-day basis, pick up your instrument. Pick up your pen. Pick up your, or start singing. Whatever it is that you do as an artist, do it daily. Keep that energy going. Because if you put it down for a week and you pick up the guitar after a week, the energy, the same energy is not there. Um, whenever I get busy and I put the guitar down for too long of a period of time, whenever I pick it back up again, it's like, it's like, I gotta get, I gotta spend a day just getting back into the the rhythm of it before I can really start, start feeling it. So um, we're artists, we're creatives. We're, we're people who this is a part of who we are. So 
it's got to be a part of who you are. And it's got to be a part of who you are, you know, on, on, on ideally a daily basis. But, but um, as often as possible, we've got to be letting this part of ourselves breathe and live um, to keep that energy going, to keep us propelling toward where we want to be and, and just having the life that we want to be as creatives. Listen to you, giving them all the knowledge. I love it. But, but to, to turn it back to, to focus on you, because I definitely want to do what I can to provide not only value for those listening, but value for you, is I, I really like to ask this question because I feel like it really puts us in a, in a unique space of thinking. So yeah. I want to ask you, normally people are like, so what do you want us to know about you? I like to flip it. What do you want us to not know about you? Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, that's a good question, man. Um, I don't want people to know that... Um, There are days whenever I struggle with my identity as an artist. There are days whenever I've got a gig scheduled that I don't have the energy to do it until a couple of songs into the gig. There are days that I continue to question whether or not my music's even good, even though I've got all these people who are constantly showing up, constantly supporting. Um, those doubts are normal. I think every creative has those doubts. Um, but I don't like for people to know that. I'll, I want people to, to see me as confident as somebody who goes out there and gets it, who, who doesn't, doesn't, doesn't get phased by all of this. I like, I like to feel like I'm in control. And if I don't have control, I don't like for people to know that I don't have control over where I'm at in that moment. And I don't want to be known as somebody who had talent and had an opportunity, but didn't, didn't use it, didn't do something with it. Man, I appreciate you for, for sharing that and being vulnerable. Cause it's so, I feel like our vulnerability is really a, a gift that when we give people the chance to see what we're going through it only brings brings us closer as human beings, and right. I, I love asking that question because again, it can man, it it takes us to a deeper place, and that's what I love about doing the coaching that I do is I want to do that deeper inner work, and that question is a great place to get there, and in that stream of thought, I I want to encourage you to create a a what scares you list. Because when, when you make a list of all the things that scare you, and then, then at one, one at a time, you can find ways to handle each one of those. Because I believe that sometimes fear is a mask for desire. And uh, what scares you lists will draw out your deepest desires. So, so make a list of everything that scares you. And the things that you are scared of, write them down and then you can begin to look at them and see what is the desire behind here. You have a place to play from when you want to create from that place. So, so what scares you? Oh man, there's, there's a lot that scares me. Um, 
not being able to connect with an audience whenever I'm gigging scares me. Um, showing up to a to a venue, not knowing if, if people are going to show up to hear me that night scares me. Um, whenever I get done with a song, wondering if I'm going to have ideas to write the next song. And the longer it takes to get those ideas, that fear starts to grow bigger. Um, those scare me as an artist, you know? <laughs> okay, let's look at them. Let's look at them individually then. So your first one, you said you, you're you're scared of not connecting with the crowd, right? When you're right. performing. So what's what's the desire behind that? Oh man, my desire is to to give them an experience that that they enjoy, that they have fun with, that they feel something with. I want I want whenever people leave my gigs, I want them to have said that they got more than their money's worth for being there that night. I want them to to have a memory that they'll they'll take with them, even if it's just a moment in a song that connected with them. I want them to feel like they're part of the show. That's good. That's good. And then another one you mentioned was you were afraid that that you're going to write a song and then that's going to be it. You're going to have nothing left. Right? So right. what's what's the desire behind that fear? Man, the desire is that I I want to be a storyteller. That's what I want my music to be. I want my music to at its core be telling stories of people, whether they're real, whether they're fictional, who are going through the challenges of life that we all face. And they're experiencing the, the emotions that we experience. And, and some of them are probably handling in it, handling in it better than we are. And some of them are handling it worse than we are. But um, to let us know that we're kind of all in this together. And if I ever lose my voice and my ability to tell those stories and connect to people like that, I'll feel like I lost myself as an artist. So um, if I'm not able to write one day, like literally can't, can ever write another song, I'm going to feel like that, that creative part of me is dead. And that's the big fear behind, or, or the desire behind that is to, to be a creative my whole life and to write things that people connect with that move them, that, um, isn't just a, a song that's fun to sing for three weeks. And then the next song that's fun to sing comes along. I want to really impact people's lives and help them for the better. Let, let's play, let's play into this, this space okay. of, of not, not being able to write again, because yeah. I, I want us to feel what that would feel like. Cause me, so like a little backstory of me that I might've not even told you before is I was a, a rapper from 2008 to 2018. So like, that was my, that was it. That was my career. I'm going after it full on. I did gigs. I did the pay to plays. I opened up for a few people, uh, Colton Dixon that was on American Idol. I opened up for him. So I had a various, I mean, I had a, a decent little career. And the last song I made was probably my most successful streaming wise and just overall wise that one of the last songs I made. So like, it was really crazy for me to like be in a space where for me in my faith, like I really felt like God was leading me into something new. And thankfully now I'm helping other creative people 
live their creative potential. But it was through all that that I had a full-on identity crisis. Like, I was like, if I'm not redone the rapper, then who am I? And I had to lose the things that I was doing to find who I really was. And now I write songs for my church. I write my own personal songs now, not necessarily rap. But I write from a place of who I am, not to become who I am out of what I do. And I always go back to the saying that we're human beings, not human doings. And it's so easy as artists because we're performers, we're high achievers, that we we attach our identity to what we do. And the reason I like to explore that idea, and especially when you say something like that, if I was to lose writing, then who would I be? I want to ask you that question. Who would you be if tomorrow you you couldn't create like the, the way that you think you create now? Man, um, I'd still be a, a a singer. I wouldn't be a songwriter, but I'd still get out there and I'd, I'd gig. Um, but I feel like writing is just kind of my gift to the world. And, and if I lost that, I don't know who I would be. I really don't. That's a tough, tough question. Um, I'd be a law school success coach. I'd be a, a a small town artist that gigs and and, and does covers and, and the few songs that I've wrote. Um, but who I would be as an artist, I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy to think, right? It is. It is. Um, I mean. I haven't wrote a new song in so long that I'm starting to feel that way now, but, um, you know, it's, yeah, I don't know, man. Cause I, I tell people I'm a singer songwriter. That's who I am. So that's what I do. Um, if I never write again, I would feel like a part of me is gone. I'd have to really dig in in that moment and, and do some soul searching. And, and what I think the beauty of that is, is when it forces us to lose the title, because yeah. again, it's like, so you're in a space where you're like, I haven't wrote something new in a while. What, what's going to happen? I am a songwriter. I'm not, it, we put ourselves in this pressure that almost stifles our creativity and it's oh, and, and when we're able to like step outside of it, because I mean, let's think about it. You're a storyteller with your music. So what stories have you experienced that you can tell through song? And a lot of times we get into a space of when we're sitting in front of like our pen and pad or however we process. So we get into that space and that's the only bubble we're living in. And then like, that's where our brain is. But I, I like to challenge it to like go into the imagination of like get out in the world. And because when we get out in the world and we take those experiences, then we're able to say, okay, now, now this is David McGee. And I'm writing as David McGee the experiences that I've been through, that I'm going through. And it's when we get into that space, then we have a fresh perspective of our songwriting instead of we're sitting down and we're like, I write songs, so let's write a song. 
So, yeah. so I, I hope that that, that maybe been a, been an insight for you and a, and a light bulb moment, but what Absolutely. do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, no, no, I think that's great. I think, I think taking the pressure off of it and just kind of seeing it as an opportunity to, to tell those stories that either I've been through or I've seen other people go through, um, takes the pressure off of having to write it as a song. Um, if it does, if it turns into a song, great. If it, if it doesn't and it's just a poem or something, I've still got that story and it still is getting those creative writing juices flowing again. Um, because I do think that ultimately probably storyteller is more more of what I, I really truly consider myself at my core. Um, even whenever I was a lawyer, you know, I, I was telling my client stories yeah. and I was doing it in the most, most interesting way for the jury, the most impactful way for the jury to try to do best for my clients. So it's always been telling stories, whether it's mine or someone else's. So one day I'm never able to write a, a song. I'd probably try to write a book, um, but I'd probably keep, keep, letting that storytelling side of myself breathe and, and have life. Man, I love that. And that, and that's definitely, that's another portion reason why I asked that and wanted to go to that space because I, I think it's great for us to, to see who we are at our core and yeah. because our creativity can evolve and it can change. And my son's turning my light on and off <laughs> it can um evolve and change but at the core of who we are we're still the person god created us to be and we right. still got that purpose to leave an impact and leave a legacy and do the things that um bring us freedom and to do the things that energize us and that's what's so cool about thinking it in the aspect going back to exponential life is legacy impact freedom energy and when you you get into that space it's like okay that's that's a place to live from not a place to get to and i i love that one one of my own personal coaches is has been saying it that way is that impossible goals we have is not a, a place to get to it's a place to come from and when we view it in that way it's it's so it's so beautiful but one practical thing and even for the people at home listening there's a book called the artist way uh, i forgot the i can look up the the author real quick so I get it right but it's such a great book for anyone that's creative The Artist Way by Julia Cameron and one of the things that she mentions in there is what she calls the morning pages and it's basically one of the first things you do in the morning is you sit down and you write three pages of nonsense like whatever comes to mind you write it and you get it out good, bad, ugly three pages and when you get done with it you rip it up. You throw it away. You don't even read it. I mean, over time, you can go back to reading it. But it's this idea of that if we get up and train our bodies to to get out everything that we've been holding on to over the night and over the thing, then we're able to come from a new place. And it's just that idea of that. And that's one thing that I would in encourage you, maybe challenge you to do if if you're getting into that place of being stuck, especially any of those writing, because it gets us writing and it gets us thinking 
outside of what we are. Because a lot of times when we sit down to write, we can bring in the day. And we've mentioned that before in previous lessons that we can bring in when we're doing other things in our life, circumstances, and we almost bring that into those creative moments. But what if something else is going to supposed to happen in those creative moments? And we almost have to, it's, it's, it's a form of meditation in a way because it, it releases all of the, the things in the present and gets us really present into the moment and getting ready to create. And I like that. I, I'm going to, I'm going to start doing that because I, I feel like, I feel like that's necessary. Oh, I've never thought necessary. of that before, but like, man, there, there are days whenever it's like, my mind is just weighed down with so much that I can't pick the pen up and, and write creatively. Um, because I just feel weighed down. And then I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not good at giving myself the, the space to get all of that off of my shoulders that needs to get yeah. off so that um, I can tell these other stories. Um, so, yeah, man, that's, man, I'm glad you, you brought that up. That's great. I'm, I wrote that down. I'm going to implement that. Um, yeah. Starting tomorrow, I'm going to do it whenever I wake up. Today, I'm going to do it when we get off this call. <laughs> I, I want to encourage you to slow down. All right. I, it seems counterintuitive, especially in the world that we live in of the fast pace, everything microwave generation, like we need it yesterday kind of thing. But I want to really encourage you to slow down. And even especially, it's like you mentioned just now, like you're giving that space to write out those pages. But even when you get into your, your time to write, go into your writing in a very present state. Like, I, I know you've probably heard about breath work and, and like really focusing in on your breathing. And when you choose to take those few moments to be present in the now, you begin to notice the few things that do come up. And I think that's when we tap into that subconscious creativity. Yeah, that's good, man. That's good. I, uh, I need to slow down more. I'm glad you said that. Um, that's where I struggle. My mind's going 100 miles per hour all day, every day. Um, and so whenever I do sit down and, and try to write, it's like I've got a million ideas coming. And so I've got no ideas coming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I want to I wanna encourage you to do those two things. That's it. Yeah. Absolutely, man. That's the two things, and that's that's me as is your coach giving yeah. you, giving you the homework. That's the two homework pieces that I have for you, man. Because I, I think that's it. And the big thing, and I what I've learned the more that I've been coaching people is you really get in tune with the the intuition of of things, and right. you know you've reached a point. Sometimes it's good to dig deeper. But it's also really good to pause and breathe. So with that, I'd like to pause and ask you, what was the biggest insight you got from today's conversation? Oh, man, definitely the biggest insight was um, whenever you asked me what I don't want people to know about me. And I went through that exercise. And um, at my core, I realized it's it's not the singer songwriter label that that I feel connected with. It's the storyteller label, and I got to get back to those roots and let that part of who I am breathe and have life again, and and really start to um, 
take back take back some 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 time in my days and um get back there and, and the the tips that you gave me to let me start doing that slow down man that's the biggest thing you could have said to me i am i am 99 to 100 miles per hour all day every day and i i feel like that's how i'm supposed to live my life if i'm slowing down i feel like i'm doing something wrong so knowing that i need to do that and having to be conscious about doing that is going to really help me, not just on my creative side of life, but but all sides of life, I believe. Yeah, that's good. I felt that too. Yeah. Man, I've I've loved catching up with you, David. And you too, it's been so cool. I, I love that we got to do this live, and I appreciate your, your honesty and your vulnerability, and I feel like so many people are going to get so much from this, including yourself. You're going to, you know, you can always walk, watch back and listen. And I feel like, man, you've definitely been one of my favorite clients. I'll say that much. And I appreciate it, man. It's been, it's been great to be able to, to be your coach. And I, I don't say that lightly. I, I coach Kings <laughs> and you're yeah. definitely one of those, one of those Kings. But with that said, I, I want to also give you the chance to let people know where to find you and your music. Absolutely, man. I appreciate that. So I am on uh, YouTube, David McGee Music, and um, TikTok, David McGee Music. Um, those are where you can find me Find me right now. Okay, awesome. And I'll link them in the description for everyone watching and listening. You'll see the, the links in the description. So you'll be able to go check out his music, show him some love, support him. And if you're in the area of where he's at go see him or if he goes and plays in your area go see him because because man i remember one of our first calls when i challenged you to write a song and bring it and you brought it and you and it you crushed it it was solid (laughs) what's crazy um is whenever my producer and i were going over the songs that i'd wrote for um the upcoming ep that was the song that he said he liked the best, especially the chorus. He was like, that's your best chorus that you wrote. So, um, man, I appreciate you pushing me to to get that one done because that one, that one was my producer's favorite. So um, kudos to you for, for helping me get that one out. Man, I appreciate that so much. Well, David, uh, as we wrap up today's um, podcast episode and coaching call, what questions did I miss out on? Is there anything I missed? And I don't think so. Um, I think you were able to kind of feel kind of where I was at and, and help me help me get an action plan to to get get back to where I want to be with with writing. Man, I feel I feel speaking of energy, I feel energized after this call. Um, I think today's just going to be a, a a work day on on music. I kind of feel it feel it flowing right now. Man, I love it. Well, we'll wrap up the the podcast. I'll stop the recording and we can we can chat for a little bit. But for those listening at home, if you want to experience this one-on-one for yourself, you'll see in the description ways to connect because I mean, I'm I'm here to serve people. Ultimately, at the end of the day, I'm here to help people have that impact, have that insight like David has experienced. So definitely reach out to me if that's something that 
piqued your interest, if you're wanting to really get to that level that you're wanting to get to, so much more so than your creativity, but all areas of your life. And with that said, as always, I love you, Fran. I'm praying for you. Now let's go live better than best as we conquer this week.